Okay, episode 27 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast. Sean and Ryan here once again with you. 27, one for each World Series ring. The Yankees have one, of course, although it seems like that the franchise might be content with that number, Sean. Uh, getting word now that there isn't even an offer made to Manny Machado, and it seems like indications point to the Phillies and White Sox as the finalists for the superstar third baseman that the Yankees would obviously have great need for. But, you know, they've fallen on hard financial times, apparently. They are the most valuable team in baseball, so it's very tough to sign <laughs> uh, to sign free agents. But, yeah, I, um, you know, we saw the report that came out the other day um, about, or yesterday, I guess, about the – the race for Machado being down to the Phillies and the White Sox. Bob Nightingale said the Yankees are absolutely still in it, so that means the Yankees are absolutely not in it yep. anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I'm I am not ready actually to write write the write them out of it. Um, I hope and, and think that um, you know Cashman kind of said it there. He, the the way I envision the meeting going is is Machado said I want to be here, and Cashman said well you know, what's it going to take? And he probably said, well, I have to see what my offers are elsewhere. And Cashman probably said, we'll come back when you get your offers and and then, you know, we'll make you our final offer. So, um, you know, I mean, if you have a job that you want, but you're not getting the salary you want and they say, well, go find, find it and then come back, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that backfires sometimes. It backfired with the Knicks with um, Landry Fields. Everything backfires Um, with the Knicks. Or not Landry Fields. I'm sorry. uh, (laughs) Jeremy Lin. But um, I was yeah, about to say, who was offering Landry Fields uh, any kind of money? I, I don't know. <laughs> I used to have his jersey. Uh, that, that's that, a good one to have. That was one of my random jerseys to go along with. I'm trying to think of what other random ones I have. Well, you got me a Cecil Fielder one. That's that's borderline random. Well, not for us because of our love for the 96 team. But someone else. Uh, could, that, that's one of the shirts where if you're walking around the stadium – uh, a fan is like, wow, Cecil Fielder. That's 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 probably one maybe he nudges the friendies with at the game, and he's like, check out this jersey, like we yeah. do when we see like a a Carl Pavano. Yeah, actually, the best one I saw, and I, for some reason I thought about it the other day. I saw a couple, and, and they were probably his parents wearing. Remember when the, the Yankees signed Pedro Feliciano after yeah. he was pretty good with the Mets, and uh-huh. then he got hurt in spring training and never pitched for them. I saw a couple wearing Pedro Feliciano jerseys matching name and number on the back uh so i knew i knew it was feliciano and not like oh we're excited that you're gonna get aaron hicks in four years so um yeah that that was was one of my favorite ones i've ever seen but yeah i got you the fielder because i thought that'd be a good uh you know that that, that's a fun one yeah no it is i think i think one of my favorite rare jerseys i had i don't have it anymore that was when i was like 14 it doesn't fit me anymore uh, but a Robinson Cano number twenty-two when he very first came to the Yankees and was wearing a and was wearing that twenty-two number and that wind up becoming my high school number because two was already taken and Cano was uh, then my favorite player next to next to Jeter at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's not a, not a bad one. I, I feel like we knew somebody that had the Clemens twelve jersey, but I, I'm not sure who it was. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah. I definitely remember seeing that somewhere. Oh, but anyway, um, back to uh, you know fuming about this Yankee situation. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of on the other side as you. I, I really am not holding any optimism anymore towards this signing. I feel like um, 
you know, it, it's hard to tell if the buildup to this offseason was more uh, from the franchise and getting under the luxury tax to prepare for this offseason or if it was more of um, a media hype that was being built for it. But now it just seems like the franchise, just given the comments made and the moves or lack thereof, they're, they're just kind of trying to groom the fan base to saying we feel like we can compete with uh, the best in the American League now with the roster that we have now, maybe sign one more bullpen arm. And they already signed one in Britain, which we'll get to in a minute. But this is, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm definitely a little concerned with how content Cashman and the Yankees seem to be with just throwing Troy Tulowitzki out as their starting shortstop and, and hoping that's good enough. Yeah, the, um, I mean, Tulo is a nice reclamation project, but I, I I've never been a Tulo fan, as I said last week, and you can't be counting on a guy that played 66 games over the course of the last two seasons combined um, to play shortstop, especially when he's going to be next to a guy who made led the league in, in errors last year in Andujar. And, you know, we're all hoping that Andujar has a bounce back here. I think every Yankee fan likes Andujar. Um, seems like a nice kid, but... Um, you know, we're, we're, we're in the zone where we're chasing a championship. And I don't think that it was manufactured, this hope of this offseason, because the Yankees have talked about we want to get under for, you know, the, the 2018-2019 offseason. That was always the goal, and they did it. And they reached their goal and at, at the cost of, of maybe not getting a championship in the last two years. And now if you're telling us, well, you know, we hit our goal, but we're actually just going to keep pocketing this money, that really pisses me off. And, you know, the, the whole thing was – when, when it was laid out to us when we bought into it in 2011 that, well, once we get under, then we could start spending again because everything resets, so it'll be fine. And now, you know, Hal has worked those comments in of, oh, I think we can win a championship with, you know, a payroll that's this, and, and it's, it's, it's upsetting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, to be honest, maybe they can. I mean, this is a team that won 100 games last year. They just added one of the better pitchers in the league in, in Paxton. But they've also lost some pieces, whether it be to free agency um, or injury, including mm-hmm. Didi Gregorius. And I'm sorry, you have a t- two 26-year-old superstars available. I mean, the for me, the concern over a 10-year contract isn't the same for guys like Harper and Machado as it was when... Uh, you're signing other people who are going to be 40 at the back end of their contract. They'll still only be 36. And like you mentioned, Tulowitzki played 66 games, whatever, the last couple years. You have a guy on the market who wants to play for you, who is an absolute star, who has had the most played appearances in baseball over the last few years, and Manny Machado. Just another example of how people can whine and cry all they want about, oh, he doesn't run out every ground ball. Well, he's also on the field every day, and I'm pretty sure every manager in baseball would prefer that he was on the field every day because of how good he is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I, I mean, it, it's, they, they said on the R2C2 podcast that dropped, it's, you know, um, he's out there every day. So do, do I like watching a guy dog it and then make a dirty play and try to spike the first baseman no i don't enjoy that do i realize that he's a generational talent that even if he dogs like you know let's say 16 like one out of every 10 games uh, a year i'll take that because he's going to help us win a championship and you know you said something about the yankees you know could they win a championship sure that that's the case for a lot of teams i mean the royals team that won in a very unconventional 
way that went to the World Series and then won the World Series. The Mets kind of came out of nowhere the year they were in the World Series. But the, the point is, when you're the Yankees and you have this financial strength, and then on top of that, you get this rookie class of, you know, Severino, um, you know, uh, Sanchez, Judge, you traded for Hicks, who you have on a low salary. So they have all this talent on low salaries. The Yankees shouldn't operate like a small market team where it's like, hey, we grew all these um, farmhands. Now we have a chance. Obviously, anything can happen, but you should go into the, the season thinking we should win the championship this year, not we could win the championship. Yeah. You, under, you kind of understand like the I difference agree that I'm 100%. trying to. And, and I also think you mentioned all those rookie classes. If, if how the Yankees are approaching this offseason right now is any indication when it comes time to sign these young guys to big contracts to keep them in New York, Yankee fans should probably be really concerned given how much they're lowballing some of the biggest stars the free agent class has seen in recent years. So when it comes time to sign Judge and Severino to big contracts, who knows what their strategy is going to be? Will it again just be here? We'll put your face on the jumbotron. Well, you know, we're, we're the Yankees. You should take a discount to stay with us because we're the Yankees. And of course, why would they do that? Yeah. I mean that it, it you know, it, it's, it's concerning and, I mean, maybe we're going to be wrong in this whole offseason that we've been ranting and raving will be for nothing. But every indication has been that um, the Yankees have gotten cheap. And it's uh, even know, though it's, making more money, even though they're making more money than ever, they've got. Yeah. Cheap. Yep, exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, for what they charge and everything, it's it's ridiculous. But I mean, they're bringing Russell Wilson to spring training. So I guess who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good uh, good clickbait there for the franchise. Um, you mentioned the R2C2 podcast. I actually just listened to it this morning when I was I didn't, running. I didn't finish it. I was listening to it when you called me. Ah, uh, well. Oh, you're you're getting ready for uh, ready for the season running. I love it. That's yeah, I'm not like the Yankees. We're not going to rest on our laurels because we won 100 games. We yeah, we won the championship, but there's you know we don't settle. But that, anyway, um, of course. Like we said, we both listen to the podcast. I think we could agree that R2C2 and Effectively Wild are our favorite podcasts out there, aside from this one, of course. But Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But, and, and I love Ryan Rucco, but I don't know if you got to this part of the podcast, but Ryan Rucco was pretty emphatic in saying that you know everyone needs to calm down about this quote-unquote quiet offseason because the Yankees have gotten, quote, significantly better this offseason. And as much as I love Ryan Rucco and that podcast, I just don't see how you can look at this roster and, and think that the Yankees have gotten significantly better. I 100% give them credit for going out and getting packs, and he's a huge pitcher, fills one of their greatest needs in shoring up the rotation. But you also lost your best infielder for half the season, your, who, who was also your best lefty bat, David Robertson, your most reliable reliever, who you know was once again great last year had a fip under three for the millionth time he's gone so you know i don't know how much i'm buying that the yankees are significantly better or even better than last season uh right now they're worse you're missing half a season of dd um you lost mccutcheon so now you've replaced dd with troy tulowitzki who was an inferior defender inferior health wise and an inferior hitter at this point in his career just a great unknown um I think you'll be 
upgraded at second base, but everywhere else, I think you're going to be the same. I mean, the rotation still has question marks. I'm more worried about Severino going into this season than I was last season because of the way that the second half unfolded for him. I mean, if it was pitch tipping, then great, no problem. But if it wasn't, then it's a problem. CC's another year older and just had a hard operation. You know, luckily he's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't understand how you think this team is better when you take one of its best hitters, which helps balance the lineup, a lefty hitter and DD out for half a season and then say that it's better. I agree with you, but the RCC2 podcast, as entertaining as it can be sometimes, it is the state media, so to speak. Um, so, you know, CC and, and is not going to go on there with somebody who's going to be like, yeah, we got to go F and get people because then the Yankees are going to be like, all right, can you can you not? <laughs> yeah, well, he did say he would love if the Yankees got Machado. Yeah, so I appreciated that, but um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of try to put yourself in that clubhouse and think, you know, what are the players thinking right now? And seeing that, you know, there's these two stars out there, and I'm sure everyone on the Yankees, except maybe like Miguel Andujar, maybe w- would want Machado on the team. And uh, it's probably interesting to. Um, get a sense of what the players are thinking because I'm sure they want um, a guy like Machado or Harper on the Yankees because that unquestionably puts them over the top as the top contenders in the American League. And right now, you know, I know the Red Sox still have bullpen questions and they're not, uh, doesn't sound like they're willing to pay big money for a reliever. So Kimbrel's likely gone, but still, I mean, I, I would still put the Red Sox ahead of the Yankees right now. Yeah, I would too. They have a more complete lineup. Um, their bullpen is total trash now, though. Um, they they have to get Kimbrel if they want to, um, if if you know if they want to have a somewhat competent bullpen. Um, but you know, and, and uh, I'm I mean, it's the bottom line is if they if they go to they go to the season with the team they have now, you're not winning a World Series unless you get extremely lucky. I mean, you're probably not winning the division, right? I mean, I think we could both agree on that. Uh, I mean, but aside from Judge and Stanton, everybody else in the lineup is a big question mark, I think. Because I think we know what Stanton's Stanton's bottom is, right? I mean, I would say last year he'd probably only go up, and we know what Judge is. But everybody else is a huge question mark. Well, I I feel confident about Torres. Yeah, that's true. um, I should have included him in that. Yeah, I think Torres will have a great year. And – when it comes to Hicks, his question mark is strictly health. I know if he's on right, on yeah. the field and in the lineup that he's going to hit, but there is the health concerns that he's run into over the years. But yeah, Gardner, uh, first base at Burden, Voigt, Sanchez slumped, struggled a lot last year. You hope this surgery kind of corrects that and he gets back to who he was in 2016 and 2017. And then Andujar, you know... Uh, um, very uh, swing happy hitter. You wonder how much pitchers can adjust uh-huh. and kind of um, bait him into a little more swing and misses. That'll we'll have to see how that turns out. But uh, you're right, there are some question marks, and obviously Machado and or Harper would go a huge way in completing and filling out that lineup. And just I mean, thinking about either one of those guys in the lineup, just I mean, think about. Even more revenue the Yankees would bring in with either one of those guys. They'd be a huge ticket, and um, I don't know if this is an overreaction, but it's 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 as a fan, it's super frustrating to see this inactivity towards one of these players who would just without a doubt 
make your team a World Series contender. And I know, like, even as fans, we've talked about, you know, partial ticket plans for this year because, you know, the Yankees are really good again and we're past 2014 and 2016. But I just have no motivation to throw money at the franchise because it's not going to go back into the team. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree with what you're saying, and you know I, I look at the ticket plans, and, and I'm tempted, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do there yet. But I don't even care if if Manny Machado means more revenue for the Steinbrenners. Either way, they're making so much money. I, I mean, I just don't care. Put a winner on it. Put a put a winner on the field instead of being a jerk. <laughs> you jerk. I, yeah, I mean, it's you know what? It sucks because. You get this. You you have this ownership that wants to win at all costs, and then you have an ownership that just wants to make money at all costs, and it sucks going from one to the other. And I know, like every Mets fan's like, well, now you know what it's like for us, and blah blah. And and you know what, they're right, and that's a fair point. But we're not used to that. You know, it's 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 really it, it stinks, and I can't turn it off. I can't turn off liking the team and wanting to go. I love baseball. I want to go see the Yankees play, and we love the players. Yeah, exactly. It's not Aaron Judge's fault that um, Hal Steinbrenner doesn't want to put another superstar in the lineup with him. It's you know, it's not CC Sabathia's fault that you know they didn't want to give David Robertson a contract. Which um, you know, I, th- I think we should talk about a little more the the difference between Robertson and Britain, whatever. But um, you know, I, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts on the? Manny Machado sweepstakes or lack thereof. Any any theories that you? Uh, no, that the only theory into? I have is that he's going to a team that's not the Yankees. That's pretty much my only theory. And then the Yankees will probably give another Britain-like contract to Odovino, and they'd be happy with their um, superstar bullpen, which will obviously be go a long way in the playoffs. But then who knows? If they go into another swoon like they did in games three and four in their home ballpark when they weren't scoring a lot of runs, they'll probably wish they had a Manny Machado or a Bryce Harper. But um, I don't know. that That's really all I had. The only other thing that popped in my head while you were talking is that um, for the first time we're recording during the day, and it's a Thursday, so it's kind of like it's a Thursday matinee at the stadium. Yeah, always uh, always like going to those in college and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Those, those would be good. But uh, it's a little too cold out and a little too windy. It's freezing right now. Right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty cold, but I uh, I'm holding out hope. I think Cashman has never been very aggressive publicly with pursuing a free agent that he actually wound up wanting. Um, so I think he's laying in the weeds. I trust Brian Cashman. Um, this offseason will show me how little or how much I could trust um, Hal to try to put a winner on the field. Um, if Cashman says and believes that he thinks the team is fine and doesn't need to add a player, well, then my trust in Cashman fades. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I'm tired. I've said this before. I'm tired of hearing, oh, we can upgrade during the season because then that's going to cost you prospects. And I'm tired of, you know, devoiding the farm. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's that's just something that I'm tired of doing and I don't want to see them do. So I'm holding out hope. I'm still hopeful. Probably just going to going to mean I'm going to get hurt again. <laughs> but, um but yeah, I'm still hopeful a little more than you, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not over till it's over, as Yogi Berra said. Oh, that's who said that. That's yeah. In case you didn't know that. <laughs> and you did bring up that, um, you know, we used to watch the Yankees when, you know, the the money was put into the team, and 
you know, Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner, that is, for all of his faults, which were many, many, many. Um, he always seemed to do whatever it takes, sometimes to the point of delusion. But guess what? The franchise still made a shitload of money, even sure. when even when that was happening. But anyway, all right, we digress. There is some baseball moves to talk about. There are some baseball moves to talk about. Uh, David Robertson going to Philly, Zach Britton coming back to New York. Um, you mentioned this to me via text that you heard on Effectively Wild, which I didn't get to listen to yet, but um, the guys over there were raising some concerns about the Britain signing because of this questionable Yankee infield that um, a guy like Machado would probably help. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so how do you feel about the Britain signing? Four years? I mean, the you know money-wise, length-wise, I think it's fine. Um, but, I mean, I, yeah, there are some of those concerns because Britain's ground ball rate is the highest – in baseball, and Troy Tulowitzki at shortstop, who knows what kind of range he's going to have with all of his injury problems and age concerns. We know about the defensive struggles for Andujar. Neither Bird nor Voigt at first base are known for their defense. And then Glaber Torres was, you know, a little iffy himself over at second base. I'm sure with a year under his belt, he'll be better. But the fact that he's probably the strongest defensive infielder in that infielder in that infield right now. Kind of makes you a little concerned about what that means for Britain's uh, high ground ball rate. Yeah, that's um, that that's what kind of worries me. Um, one, uh, let me just say, I was really I was happy that the Yankees pulled the trigger because they needed some help in the bullpen. Um, I think Britain has a lot of upside when he's healthy. Um, he's he's dominant, but we haven't seen that for a while. Um, he did have a tendency to get very erratic with his control last year. Oh, yeah. And when he does get the ball put in play, uh, he does give up a lot of ground balls. And um, and and I, um, yeah, I'm concerned about that, especially if they don't have any. If, if you have Machado and Tulewski on the left side of the infield, that is worse than when you had old A-Rod and old Jeter on <laughs> half an ankle there in 2012. That's – I feel like that might be debatable. Jeter, Jeter with a bum ankle was uh, was almost like me at third base. But one thing I will say that kind of calms my nerves about the um, about the ground ball concerns is that you know the Yankees are among one of the highest shifting teams in baseball, so. I definitely have faith in their analytics process and how right. much investment they put into that. So I know that they will position the infield for the highest probability of success to maybe where the range is it doesn't become as much of a concern. And I know a lot of um, Andujar's problems have been the that that stretch of time between fielding the ball and making the throw to first. So. Maybe it's not all about his range, but still. So I think right. some of those concerns could be subdued a little bit. And I am ha- I am happy that the Yankees went and got Britain. I'm definitely upset to see Robertson go just because of how money he's been in big spots and, and how he's one of those rare guys who can literally come in into any situation, what, whatever inning, in the middle of an inning, in the middle of a high leverage situation and perform. With Britain, those concerns are a little higher because of that um, – lack of command that he falls into sometimes like Chapman where you kind of only want to see him come in during a clean inning um although you know Britain I'm sure the Yankees will use him in the middle of innings when they need a double play because of that yeah. ground ball rate I uh, yeah I just I think that um 
I, I don't know. For what Robertson got, I don't understand why the Yankees didn't just get D-Rob because he's more of a – I mean, he is two years older only, but you're committed to him for one less well, – you would have been committed to him for one less year, uh, for one less guaranteed year than you are for Britain. And Robertson's been a consistent reliever. I mean, he's really had no year where he blew up um, at, at all, and he's been relatively healthy as well. So I'm – I don't understand the logic there of no Robertson, but yes, Britain. But I'm happy that after not getting Robertson, the Yankees did move and shore up the bullpen because I do like having the power bullpen and Robertson's another weapon down there. And if you pair him with Batances, um, Chapman and, um, and green, I think, uh, I think they'll be okay. And, and I mean, Batances, Chapman and green are all big strikeout guys anyway. So hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, just having this one guy who relies on the grounders a lot isn't too uh, isn't too much of an Achilles heel. Um, no pun intended, since he had an Achilles issue. Yeah, let's hope that is far behind him. And and I do think a full season of him having recovered from that nagging injury, I think he'll be he'll be great next year. And um, the Yankees will be back among the best bullpens in baseball, and probably have that one random young arm that they bring up who becomes really good in the bullpen. Do you think the, Holder will Holder is for real or Holder is not for real? You know what? He had a really good year. He did, and what made me feel a lot better about his chances next year as well is that after he got demolished in that Fenway fiasco, he was really good after that. So you know, you thought maybe like oh the that uh, short stint of success is over as you're choking on a sip Sorry. of water. <laughs> um, that his short sin of success is over, back down to earth. But he did bounce back after that and, and was good. So um, I'm I'm expecting good things from Holder. Um, hopefully he can stay the course kind of like Chad Green. I mean, I know Chad Green took a little bit of a dip. Um, as he said, he kind of put himself in unfamiliar situations. But Green was also still really good. It just felt like a drop in production just because of how insanely good he was in 2017. But I'm expecting Holder to still still be good and be a nice guy to have in the 6th, uh, 5th, sixth, 6th, sixth or 7th innings. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the bullpen will again be the strength of the team. Uh, I think we need to add more power to it as we've discussed and improve the defense. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about the rotation right now. It's It's delicate. But Sonny Gray is still here. Sonny Gray might stay here. Before I digress um, onto onto that, though, I, I wanted to close out Robertson really quick and just ask you. And I know we've texted about it. As a Yankee, what's your going to be your your favorite David Robertson memory? Well, mine mine's because I was there. But the wild card game. I mean, two and two thirds innings coming in. Um, in yeah, that, uh, in that the, was heroic. In, in the third inning, I mean, that mm-hmm. was. Um, yeah, I mean, you in, in a do-or-die game when the Yankees were in such an early hole and for him to just be able to hold the fort like that while the offense jumped all over Urban Santana like we all thought they would, um, that was that was awesome. So I, I would say his his wild card game. I Yeah, I would agree with you. When they brought him in, I remember thinking that the whole trade with the White Sox, no matter what happened with the prospects, was worth it because the feeling I got when they brought D. Robin was just like this complete – I know this guy's going to get it done. Canely and then he go, too. Yeah. And then he go. well, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, just as Yankee fans, I think we both appreciated David Robertson. I think a good runner-up to this conversation would be the first, you know, famous Houdini act was with the 2009 Division Series. 
But um, I, I agree. I think the wild card, not only because he got out of this jam, kept kept it a tie game at the time, um, but the way he pitched three and two thirds innings and really exhausted himself um, was, you know, in baseball world, you know, heroic and just, um, you know, uh, what Nathan Evaldi did in the World Series this year was great. But he's a starter; he's used to going a long time. That that was something totally. Totally new for D. Rob, and he did a, did a great job. And then, of course, Game Five of that series when he comes in and gets that double play was, yeah. was sick. But CC was pumped over in the yeah. dugout with his fat lip in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and speaking of CC and you know his health scare, the Yankees said that or Cashman said that he might trade Sonny Gray before spring training, <laughs> probably during spring training, maybe during the year. Um, it sounds like they might not trade Sonny Gray. Um, until he's in the rotation or something crazy like that. Uh, what do you what do you make of this? Well, it's funny because uh, you haven't finished it yet, and sorry to play a little spoiler, but towards the end of R2C2, they actually talked about Sonny Gray, and CeCe basically said, Sonny's a great guy, we all love him. Um, it's been established that it's probably best for everyone if he were to try things out in a new scene, but he also said he doesn't know how uh, they'd be able to fix it if Sonny does wind up starting the season pitching for New York because that relationship has been seriously damaged, especially with everything Cashman said. And, you know, I personally would prefer that, you know, if the Yankees don't trade Sonny Gray, I would prefer if he just came back next year and pitched like he did in Oakland and like he did in spurts in 2017 with the Yankees when at times he was, you know, because people forget Early on, when he when the trade first went down in 2017, Sonny Gray was actually really good. Just his numbers didn't always show it because he had that weird stretch where the defense behind him just completely failed him early on in, in 2017 when he was uh, a Yankee for the first time. So I still think it's possible for him to succeed, but I mean, it, it's go, it could turn into a very awkward situation. But if you're the Yankees, what you know, if you're still concerned about CeCe's health. What can you really do? Maybe hold out and try to see if Sonny Gray can get started on the right foot and that high asking price they have for Sonny starts to become a little more realistic for other teams, and then you trade them. Who knows? But it's going to, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How... I, I don't know how you can talk about him like you did in the offseason and then have him back. But then again... Steinbrenner called Hideki Rabu a fat pussy toad, and that, true. Yeah, that he, he was on the team after that. And there's been other players like Carl Pavano, who it was clear that the Yankees did not want on the team anymore, who, who stuck around. So we might be stuck with Sonny Gray. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't know if Cashman overplayed his hand or if he's really all that concerned with CeCe's being able to pitch. Um, it does allow him a nice little out, though, with CeCe's health situation. Uh, I still think they should add another starter, and maybe they will as as free agency drags on and prices come down as, as insurance. Um, so we'll we'll see what ha- what happens there. But uh, I really don't like having you know Sessa Herman uh, back there. Uh, no, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think I think this will be the year Michael King makes his debut, whether it be as a in a spot start or something like that. So we'll see if he he's up to the task. Yeah, not not a huge velocity guy, but if he has any kind of success like he did in double and triple A last year, then the Yankees should be really excited. But that's yeah, obviously but I, I a mean, big question mark. Montgomery is not a big velocity guy, and look at you know look yeah. at what he can do. I mean, I I 
think velocity. Well, Montgomery plays also up. has a really, really good curveball. That's true. I mean, velocity plays up, and you know, but at the same time, there's still some of the greatest pitchers were not throwing 97 miles an hour. Um, yeah, and, and still don't. I mean, yeah, Greg Maddox, CC Sabathia had a, had a dominant year. You know, not breaking 92. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't think you need to throw. That I, it helps, but I mean there are exceptional cases where you can you can be a soft thrower and and I mean we're we're kidding like we're calling ninety four soft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't touch ninety four and be dominant. All right, so. well, um, I, I would say you know oh hopefully next week we have more news to talk about, but I've I've been beaten out of all hope for that this off season is. I've been beaten out of all hope that there is not going to be a player strike. That's what I'm. Yeah, I have zero hope for the. After seeing the uh, um, the Grandal the Grand, Grandal yeah. deal that went down last night with the Brewers, I mean Jesus, they're that's almost as insane. much as the qualifying offer was. That's uh, pretty. Yeah, that does not bode well for Tony Clark and baseball as a whole. A strike is probably coming in the next. If three Tony Clark years. doesn't get fired this year, the players the players union deserves whatever they're getting. I mean, it's yeah, it's he's, nuts. He's but um, and 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 I, I wrote into Brendan Cuddy and he answered my mailbag question for the New Jersey uh, New Jersey uh, site he writes for. But um, I, I think the Yankees are a huge piece to blame for this. I know a lot of teams are pocketing money, but um, the Yankees always went out and spent and made t- it forced teams to be competitive with them, like the Red Sox right, to raise their payroll, like the Dodgers and. And, and stuff like that. But now that the Yankees aren't doing it, it seems like other teams are following their lead just because they might have gotten beat by a team that had to, or maybe didn't have to, but had sh- had shitty owners. The Yankees decide, oh, let's copy that because we can make more money this way. And that that the Yankees have a big foot in this. And um, I really hope it changes soon, but I'm not hopeful at all because uh, greedy people don't seem to stop being greedy. They just continue to be, you know, concerned about themselves and not the greater good yeah that's that is the truth so we're definitely not looking forward to 2022 because that probably means the end of baseball for a while but what are you looking forward to in the next week that is non-baseball related maybe grooming ourselves for non-baseball hobbies for when the strike inevitably happens um i won't take football since i took that last week uh with that that last game of the four the bears game uh Bears Eagles being great. And Yankee Spanish announcer Ricky Ricardo had the amazing Spanish call of the missed field goal, uh, the yeah. no senor call. Um, so that that was incredible. Um, I won't take football. So let me say I am looking forward to maybe playing some Spider-Man. Nice. Uh, been playing that game a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm about – I don't know how far into it I am, the – my completion thing says like 78%, so it's gotten really good. So I'm going to try to relax a little bit and play that game. I think that's probably the big thing. Yeah, that's that's an awesome game. Someone who's at 100% myself, not to brag. But, Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I got it a long time before you did. But um, I, uh, I don't know what the hell am I looking forward to this weekend. Um, man, this is a tough one. I don't really know if I have anything going on. Yeah, we're like in the dead of winter now. Like national championship is over for college football. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not going to say the NFL playoffs, there's nothing going on in sports around here because 
the Knicks, the Rangers, the Devils. Also. Oh, all right, all right, I got one. Uh, I'll probably have some free time this weekend uh, off work, so I'm, I'm excited to finish Breaking Bad. I was very late to that train, but I've been binge-watching oh, it for the past nice. few weeks. Uh, I think I'm on, like, episode 7 of the last season, so I, I feel like I have a shot to finish it uh, this weekend. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited to see how that ends. Great show. All right. Yeah, that that is. Um, enjoy it. I watched it all the way through twice, actually. Oh, wow. um, and uh, yeah, that's that in the Sopranos, which is 20 anniversary today. The Sopranos premiering uh, both guys from Jersey. Of course, we appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that, that's a good show. That and the Sopranos are, are probably my top two. Uh, might try to convince my wife to start the wire this weekend. So I would that. highly recommend that because I love Breaking Bad, but I, I would still say that I like the Wire better. It's a right. phenomenal show. That and The Sopranos are probably my my two. But anyway, um, so that's all we got for uh, for this episode. And pardon our rants again, but with each passing week that the Yankees don't spend any money on trying to win a championship, it gets a little more frustrating. So will that narrative change next week? I guess. I guess we'll find out, but uh, we both have to get back to work. So, uh, Sean, I'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Hopefully next week we'll be a little more positive. We should we should demand that we be more positive because I feel like we're very negative. Maybe we'll just talk about things that make us happy. About All right, movies. yeah, that could, that could be our New Year's resolution. Try to make – that'll be a good challenge. Try to do a fully positive episode next week because next week will probably be another week without – with more news that the Yankees are out of the Machado and Harper sweepstakes, and it'll be a big challenge to just keep everything light. Sounds good to me. All right, see everyone next week.